The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for another edition of Mick Shots inside the SWBC podcast studio here at the beautiful Star in Frisco. And it's not 1130 on a Thursday. <laughs> you know it's not. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola here in the SWBC podcast studio, and Everson Walls is here too. He's not in the studio. (laughs) I wonder if he's out on the practice field trying a comeback with the Cowboys as they are out on the practice field as we speak. I am actually doing that, Bill, because I am here right now at the Tulane Health System Professional Athlete Care Team Building. Believe it or not, I am going for a comeback at 62 years old. <laughs> I have I have shrunk a half an inch and uh, lost about 10 pounds from my playing days. So I'm ready. I'm ready. So so they're assessing you, and you're being assessed well. I am being assessed out of the ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and for that big comeback, and so the Cowboys could use a. Are you coming back as a safety or a cornerback? Well, since my boy Marquise Bell is doing so damn well, I guess I'm <laughs> going to have to come back as a cornerback because he has the the safety position locked down, according to Mickey Spagnola. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think that uh, we'll be interested to see how they use him again uh, this. Uh, Tomorrow, when we actually get to watch practice. Yes, last week it was a Wednesday open practice for the media. This week it's a Thursday open practice for the media, which is why we are doing mix shots on Wednesday at 1 p.m. instead of Thursday at 11.30 a.m. And as we go forward, just be uh, very flexible because next, next week's week, schedule is the same. There, it's yeah. open on Thursday, and then it's minicamp week the week after that. And then it's open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we got some uh, forward plans to do when we're going to continue doing mix shots and before we take our summer break That's right. after that. So everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend? Yes, I know I did. Uh, I actually uh, went to the Rangers game when they played Tampa Bay. All right. And, uh, and you saw them was, win. I saw them win. I saw uh, Eli, I believe his name <laughs> yeah, is, go right. up and rob. I mean, just as we sat down. He robbed uh, Choi of a, a, I think it was a three-run homer uh, in the first inning. If that thing goes over the wall and doesn't come back, we're looking at a totally different ball game, guys. <laughs> That's right. Eli okay. White, center fielder out of Clemson University, who's got a vertical that matches about Byron Jones's vertical, apparently, uh, or is, could probably broad jump like Byron Jones did. It said he got up six could, feet. Did could. I read I that? I mean, he, he didn't his, get up six feet. You, uh, if no, you, no. I, let's say like this: his 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 belt line was over the the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that I saw. His belt line was on on like on top of the the cushion that was at the top of the wall. So yeah, you can call it how you want it. That was uh, that was pretty impressive. Yep, and I talked to him yesterday. He said in college at Clemson he was measured it with a thirty-seven vertical, but he that's nice. He, that's nice. He, I like that. He think he he estimates he's probably at a forty vertical now. You know what the the amazing thing is about this team being five hundred right now is Martin Perez is the leading pitcher in, in the major leagues right, That's right now. He had seven wow. more shutout innings last night. He's a veteran lefty uh, who was with the Red Sox last year, as we are talking Rangers here. Well, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you a funny story. It doesn't matter if it's Cowboys or Rangers. So okay, uh, you're going you're to bring it back to Cowboys. No, no, I'm okay. gonna, no it's going to stay back. with yeah. Martin back, Perez. Guys. Um, you know, I bef- keep on going about that game. Before yeah, he left, <laughs> before he left the Rangers, like his last uh-huh. year, they didn't re-sign him. And every time he pitched, it was just a struggle. And I was sitting there going, 
what are they doing with this guy, right? And a friend of mine, his mother was upper 80s, almost 90, and she watched Which baseball. is what his fastball was, right. too, back then. And, and, <laughs> upper 80s, and she watched, 90, she which watched, isn't good enough in the big leagues anymore. She watched right. baseball every night, he told me, every night. And one day, towards, towards the end of the season, she calls him and goes, why are they starting Martin Perez? <laughs> and I said, I don't know, but I said the same thing, right? And now he's turned his career around this year. He has, that's right. And uh, so he's he would be your leading candidate to be the American League starting pitcher in the All-Star game right now. <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, mean, and, it is, Everson. He's got the lowest earned run average in all of baseball right now, 160. And he got hit Actually, with a, 142 now. He got hit with a 97-mile-an-hour line drive last night and then pitched better and they didn't get another hit off him the rest wow. of the time. The Cowboys have scouts out there right now right. trying yeah. to figure out if this can convert to the football field. Maybe he can be a backup quarterback. <laughs> there right? you go. There you go. Well, let, let, Before we go back, get, get off the Ranger thing, I must <laughs> say I have an entirely new love for baseball fans. Because as we came to the game, you know, you want to go to your seat. And after a while, you're like, you know what? All these open seats, I'm going to sit anywhere the hell I want to sit. So I I wasn't even sure if I was in the right section. So I asked these guys up above me, some young, cool white guys, man. They were just just chilling. I said, hey, man, is this section 132? And they looked at me with these beer. (laughs) Like beer was in their eyes. You're like, uh, I don't know, dude. We just (laughs) moved down. (laughs) Yeah, so nobody knows where they're sitting. But they started something, so we started harassing the middle, the, the, the center fielder for Tampa because he would never throw us the ball in our section after warm-ups. You know, after they throw the ball back and forth to each other each, between each inning, you know, they'll, they'll take a ball and they'll throw it in the stands with, for a kid with a, with a glove, right? So there's Everson with his glove, and this center fielder no, won't Everson throw you the ball. did not have his glove, William. Thank you very much. <laughs> but the kid next to me had a glove, and I was trying to help him out. His name was Caden. So, Caden, I, I just met the kid. He's got me sitting there with a glove. We strike up a conversation. And every time the guy seemed to look at us and look us off and throw it another way. So, all the, those, those, uh, those beer field guys behind us, they were, I think his name was Phillips. They cursed Phillips out the entire game. <laughs> the entire game. You suck. You suck. You suck. <laughs> I just I had so much fun, man. I joined in with the guys. I bet you did. No, I did. <laughs> See, in, in 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 football, you can't harass the players, right? Oh, in baseball, it's a whole different ball baseball, game. Baseball, it's a little bit different. They're used to it. Trash. They're used to it in uh, Tampa or in St. Pete, and that uh, stadium where they only get like four or five thousand people, though. So <laughs> you can you can hear every word. That's right. And it's finally, like Rangers played in Oakland this week. Last Friday night, their attendance was thirty five hundred in Oakland. Wow. I covered a game. I didn't cover a game. I watched a game in Kansas City when I was in college at the old stadium, municipal, municipal stadium. stadium. And it was the last year of the stadium before they, they built the new place. And it was a night game. And I thought I was in one of those minor league movie films because I could hear the umpire calling balls and strikes. It was so desolate in there, right? It was, it was like watching you can, it on you TV. You can hear the spit. You can hear the spit. Probably the could, line. too. But you <laughs> can't right. harass football players who are, by the way, out on the field today. Yeah, and by the way, uh, the Rangers back at 500 on the season. Yes. 24 and 24. And did you know this? Did you know this? With the Mavericks advancing to the Western Conference Finals this year, the Stars made the playoffs, first-round exit. Cowboys made the playoffs. This is the first time since 2007, the calendar year 2007, that the Cowboys, Stars, and Mavericks have made the playoffs in the same year. And, and we're, we're, count, we're counting right? this. Oh, you're counting the Cowboys. The, the being, playoff games are being played oh, okay. in this this calendar this year. This calendar yeah, year, right? So it's the first time in 15 years, and it's never happened before that the Cowboys, Mavericks, Stars, and Rangers have been in the playoffs in the same year. So who's City caused champion? Who, yeah. Who's caused that to happen? <laughs> like who didn't hold up their end of the bargain? Well. It, it, it just is varied year to year. The Rangers have been in the playoffs, yes. you know, but 
in those years, the maybe the Stars or the Mavericks didn't make it, or the Cowboys. No, didn't the Cowboys make it. didn't in 2010 and 2011. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Own so they they, they own that. Years. And then you go back 96, 98, and 99. The Rangers were in the playoffs, but the Mavericks were down before they got Dirk. So anyway, that's mm-hmm. a little bit of trivia there. I like that. There you go. Absolutely. You go. So maybe this will be the year. There you go. All right. And just, just so you guys know, I've got to say, I'm here I'm here in New Orleans doing this thing, right, getting this assessment. And uh, I have been on the phone with uh, Uncle Lonzo and Aunt, uh, Aunt uh, Nikki. <laughs> These are that's the aunt and uncle of Marquise Bell. Oh, really? I, I have promised them that I would take care of their little nephew. I've talked to everybody but Marquise. Okay, so I've talked to the entire family, and boy, they are so proud of him. I have found out so much about this young man, uh, even more than you, Spagnola. So, oh no, uh, well, I'm going to have to debrief man. you. You know, when you talk about high characters, uh, and you know, everybody's going to say that about their own kid, but I truly believe it. With this young man, they call him a, a high character kid, uh, a Spag, and you know how much we like that, Bill. That's right. Having a, a high character individual. Uh, they talked about his athleticism. He played every sport, guys. He played every sport except for hockey. All right? And so this guy is extremely athletic. And I asked his uncle, I said, listen, can he go as a safety? Does he have the range to go to the ball and gather himself to go up and get it as he arrives at that point? And he said, Absolutely. Absolutely. So as far as I'm concerned, if he can do that, we got all the linebackers we need, Spags. We need safeties. I think we need safeties I, that can make plays. I think if I remember correctly for um track, I think he was like a high jumper too. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, that's what he was. He was a high jumper and a long jumper, and that just lets you know that he has the hops and he has the footwork to make those plays on deep balls. And you know me. That's what I'm looking forward to. So when I finally start working with this kid, or at least just talking to him and putting putting the bug in his ear, just tell him to stay the same. Right now, guys, he's a perfect candidate uh, for a surprise to make this team and to make an impact. Well, no, no I've already pointed that out. So you're you're late on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what you need to do is come out here for the mini camp practices so you can go in and introduce yourself. I am definitely going to do that because he won't answer my phone call. <laughs> well, here's what we need to do, Mickey. You, you, this is your assignment oh, sometime this month. Show? Now we're in the month of June. Okay. Yes. Training camp starts next month. So time is running short here. But you've got OTAs this week, OTAs next week, mini camp the following week. Whenever we schedule the mix shots for maybe the following week, uh, maybe, I, I don't know if we'll work it into the schedule mini camp week or, or what, but when he's still on campus here, we need to have him in studio and tape uh, mix shots with Everson here and I have a Marquise Bell show. That. Before we get to training camp. Before training camp. That's right. That's right. I am game for that, guys. I'm definitely ready for that. That's good stuff, Bill. Good stuff. All right. Well, um, so the Cowboys, we'll we'll see them practice again tomorrow. Um, And from what I hear, what it looks like is that uh, at least James Washington uh, might be out of his boot. Uh, and be able to do some of the grass work. I mean, he's still rehabbing probably, uh, but uh, looks like he's progressing. Looks like uh, uh, Jalen Tolbert is progressing. Uh, so the wide receiver position, maybe by mini camp, will look a little bit more normal uh, than what we saw last week when it was – C.D. Lamb and Simi Fihoko and Noah Brown out there uh, with the first team. That'll probably make everybody feel a little bit better about uh, that w- wide receiver position. You know, and I and I think back to <clears throat> last week seeing Zeke out there. I don't know how much we talked about it, and if we have, just remind me. But boy. He's really scooting out there. He looks like he's got his legs back under him. 
the way he looked in the first couple games of the season when they did a little bit of running and some blocking, by the way, with the exception of the first game, because uh, they basically gave up trying to run against Tampa Bay uh, and ended up throwing for, gosh, 400 and All I remember is Dak had more yards passing than Tom Brady did uh, in that game. Uh, but if Zeke's got himself back after the PCL sprain, um, he could be in for something big this year, especially if if that they found a second tight end that can go out there and block when they go two tight ends. I looked it up. Uh, I think it was after our show last week. And if this was accurate, 25% of their snaps were in two tight end. But they didn't really block that well when they were in two tight ends. So which guard do you think will be that? That's right, and that's what they ended up doing, right? (laughs) They put Connor Connor McGovern out there uh, basically as a guard or used the fullback instead. Now they've got a a legitimate fullback uh, on the And a legitimate guard, too. uh, And a legitimate guard. Who will also first round at, guard Everson? Who will also work first at tackle? Pick, first pick for the team guard. Yes, thank you, Bill. He he will work at tackle also. <laughs> by the way, because do you they, suspect he will work at tackle this week? Uh, I think we wait no, a while. I think he there's a possibility not. he will do both. Okay. He will be our starting guard for the season. Okay, I'm calling it right now. But he's got to earn it. Which, which frees up McGovern to be the starting second tight end. Second tight end, unless Jake Ferguson is the real deal. And I'm thinking, if you drafted a tight end from Wisconsin, as much as they run the ball, the guy better be able to block, right? You otherwise, be. that's right. Otherwise, uh, he might not even been a fourth round pick. So. Uh, this two tight end off, and and McCarthy loves tight ends. I mean, as early as the third round, you know, he he's pounding the table to get a tight end, uh, and a bunch started going off the board at that point. So, uh, who are you considering the true fullback? Ryan Nall or Nall, Nick yeah. Ralston? What about Nick oh, Ralston? Well, Nick Ralston. The Cowboys had a true fullback on their <laughs> yeah, roster. They last just didn't year. have him active enough. Yeah. There you- <laughs> Uh, at least the other guys got Nall's got uh, experience, right? He's got hey, some. Bill, I, I haven't some. heard that name in so long. We forgot that we actually had a fullback. That's right, Nick Ralston. You well, know, you know how players advance from their first year to their second well, year. Well, then it's time to. That's a that's a big training camp battle, right? There. And that was a big training camp story, by the way, last summer for Bill. That's right. At training camp, <laughs> he found his mom and dad at training camp. That's right. Yeah, great human interest. And you know how you know an investigative reporter Bill is. They were probably the only two people that had Ralston on, the, <laughs> that's exactly on their right. jerseys <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> that's right. So. Hey, hey, Bill's always for the underdog, man. Okay, uh-huh. I love it. That's right, especially if that underdog went to high school around here. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's why I've always been an Everson Walls fan, going you back to right, the Berkner Rams. I love you, That's boy. right. I love you. Boy. All right, uh, we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shots, and we will continue in just a moment. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter. 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. 
where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back. To Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys from corporate homes to your home. Have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now. 214-225-4860 or go to kpostcompany.com. All right, we continue with mixed shots on a Wednesday afternoon. Cowboys have been on the practice field for another OTA session today, close to the media. Mickey has his sources, however. And uh, they will be open to the media tomorrow on Thursday. Everson Walls is uh, in New Orleans joining us. And uh, Mickey, uh, the kicking situation with the Cowboys, how how concerned are you with that? Well... Um, hopefully we'll get to see Garibay do some kicking. Cause, the undrafted free agent from Texas Tech. Right, because the, most of the kicking that we've seen so far in the rookie mini camp in last week's OTA took place indoors. And so we really haven't seen him, but uh, I'm told he's got a live leg. Which is good, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hopefully he's a got two leg. because you need a plant leg as well as the kicking leg. Former you, need kicking, a, you need an accurate leg. Firm, uh-huh. Former kicking coach Steve Hoffman uh, instructed me to just listen to the ball, how it pops off a guy's foot. And if it makes that good sound, then the guy's got a live leg. Like, he can kick the ball. Now it's got to be accurate. I kind of like to look at it with my eyes and see if it goes between the goalposts. No, you got to hear it right. It's got to have the right pop. It It doesn't matter if it's 25 yards or 45 yards. It needs to sound the same. It sounds like a baseball scout. You you don't even have to watch a guy in batting practice. All you got to do is just listen, and you can tell whether he can hit or not. Or the or the uh, best uh, college softball player from Oklahoma right now, uh, Allo uh-huh. from Hawaii. From Hawaii, She's Jocelyn Allo, home run hitter. Yes, and reading Babe stories about softball. him. Uh, re- re- reading stories about her, she's got some pop in her bag. Yes, she does. Uh, the reason I brought up kicker, the Lions have released. Aldrich Rosas. So there you go. There's another kicker that you can bring in. I here. think he came through here once for a, for not. I mean, I think like a like, tryout or something like uh, that. One of those Tuesday. Well, that's tryouts. What, and that's what's going to happen here. Now getting closer to the camp, the teams start shedding a veteran guy for a younger guy uh, that might be looking good in these preseason workouts. So, and by the way, today is June. First. First. So tomorrow, June 2nd, uh, Lael Collins' uh, salary cap hit and base salary will hit the Cowboys' cap. So what does that mean? So that means that his base salary, which was off the top of my head like $10 million, now they can use that money because they released him as a June 1, post-June 1 release. Uh, and then the dead money, uh, and I'm doing this off the top of my head, was like $13 million. So $5 million this year and $8 million next year. So how much money does that free up cat. so we can go sign somebody? Uh, a couple million dollars. All right. Who do you want to go sign? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get it out there. <laughs> Bill is rushing this along because he wants a solution. Okay. Uh-huh. That's, that's right. Uh, well, we certainly don't need, if you save five, $5 million or so, you don't need that on a kicker, by the way. Because you've signed your draft class. Yep. 
So you don't need now. You did can, they finish? Did they get the who was not signed? I thought one guy had okay. been signed well, virtually. Ferguson maybe was. There's the your. I don't know if he did in. it or not. There's your tight end. Yeah, he'll okay. be signed. Um, and as you're seeing around the league, guys are starting. Veteran guys without jobs are starting to find contracts. And, and there could be some guys released now. Yes. Too after June first. After 1st, June first. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, news around the league. Stefan Tuitt, defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, surprisingly announced his retirement moments ago. Oh, so, okay. And uh, other news around the league, Kyler Murray has reported to Cardinals OTAs. Yay! Stay my beating heart. I was worried <laughs> got about a, that got one. got a contract. He should, he should report. Now, what about Aaron Donald? Has he reported? Uh, he has not. It's not crossed the wire as we speak. So, so, Everson, I want you to interpret this for me, all right? Uh, he said... Uh, the reason he hadn't been in OTAs, um, and he talked all about you know needing to be on a team that wins or whatever. Well, the last three years he's been paid sixty-seven million dollars in cash. Okay, um, and he doesn't have any more guaranteed money left in his contract, and he's got two more years on the contract he signed. His quote is, it ain't about the money, but it's business at the end of the day. <laughs> now, what does that mean? <laughs> hey, you know what that sounds like? Sounds like with Latrell Sprewell. He was making about like $25 million, and he goes, uh, hey, man, I, I, I got to feed my family. I need a raise. <laughs> <laughs> It, I gotta feed my family. <laughs> I, I laugh when I read that. It ain't about the money, but it's business at the end of the day. So, which means it is about the money, and he wants some guaranteed money going forward. Hey, I, I really can't talk much about. It. I, I had some pretty uh, harebrained schemes when I was trying to get my money from Gil. Uh, I, I, if I recall, I was nineteen eighty-six. I retired. <laughs> I was 26 years old. I put in my retirement papers just just because we were going through contract negotiations, and I did not want to pay that $1,000 fine per day when you missed training camp back then. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I, you know, I took drastic steps. You know, Gil's going to be a smart ass. I can be a smart ass, too. <laughs> you know? So, you know, at that time, we didn't have free agency as, as a backup. There was no free agency. So the only thing I could do was just irritate the hell out of them and just retire until they actually came back to the table and started negotiating. The other thing I, I saw where, and I don't know, this might be surprising or not, uh, Dalton Schultz with the $10.93 million uh, franchise tag that he will play for. He's got another month and a half to continue negotiating a long-term deal if he wants. But his cap hit for this year, $10.93 million, ties Mike Gusecki for the fourth highest paid uh, tight end in the league. So he's not doing bad for himself, right? And when it comes to base salaries, then Schultz and Gusecki are tied for first for the highest base salaries of the tight ends in the league going into this year because the other guys sign long-term deals and their cap hit is higher because of signing bonus prorated over the life of the contract. So, um, and you know, this is this is his chance to to cash to cash in. Uh, there was a stat I read: his 141 catches over the last two years uh, is fourth most uh, of all the tight ends and all the big names that you want to come up with. Uh, he was actually fourth, and he was sixth this past year, uh, and sixth, by the way, over those two years in touchdowns with 12. So he's kind of made a name for himself. He really has. I'm, i got to say, guys, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with him. You know, at first we had Jarwin making all these catches, and, you know, he was that guy that we thought was a finesse tight end. Uh, but then Schultz comes along and, uh, as far as his blocking is concerned, not happy with the finesse part of it. But uh, he has bailed us out many times, and he was integral to the, the offense. When you start thinking about 
the 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 two man that they were running against the Spags the whole time. Right. Uh, that means our, our wide receivers are having big time problems, and he was our outlet because Zeke acted like he'd never seen a ball in the air before last year, but but uh, Schultz was ready and able to catch anything coming his way, and he feasted off of those opportunities that he had week in and week out. I'm impressed with him. He deserves every all the money that he gets. And when you start talking about some of the big tight ends in the NFL, and he's considered to be one of them, that's pretty good, man. He's in good company. And by the way, that I said he was sixth over the last two years with 12 touchdowns. There's three guys tied for third at 13. So he wasn't that far off the pace. The leading touchdown uh, tight ends over the last two years, Kelsey had 20, and uh, Anderson, Mark, Mark Andrews? Andrews, yeah, Andrews. Mark Andrews. Andrews from, from the Ravens, yes. Uh, had six, from Oklahoma. 16. There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't, he wasn't so, that far off the pace with all the other guys. All right, so how big of a priority is it for the Cowboys to sign him to a long-term deal right now? Well, if they're sold on him and they, they think he deserves a long-term Are deal. Are you sold on him? Three years, maybe? Can we do three years? Because you know what? And, and and here's what probably messed up the whole thing. Uh, Najoko, is that how I say Njoku, it? yep. Cleveland, they signed him to a four-year, $56.75 million deal this week. Uh, so uh, my math on that is like averaging 14. 14 million, 12, 14 million a year. Yeah, 14. Right? Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Uh, and, and 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 but have you looked at the details? Though? Yes, I did. Okay, and it's essentially a three-year, thirty-nine point five million dollar deal. So, so almost 13. 13, uh, 13 a year, and they can get out of it. And matter of fact, in the first two years, uh, it, the, the fully guaranteed at signing is twenty-five million. So there's your market for Schultz right now. Four right. years, fifty-seven million, and that's not going to happen here. I'll guarantee you. <laughs> okay. That. Hey, let me tell you something, Spag. You're starting to make me mad, man. What's that? You know, you're always chopping down people's ability to make money. No, what, I'm what I'm looking at you? what happened to you. I am you looking at the salary cap. You've been, you've been a company man for way too long. I we am looking at the Cowboys' salary cap. This much money. No. A kicker. This we can't find a guard in the first round. No, Whoa, you can't. He's not. He's not going to get that much. Come on, man. Have some optimism in yourself, okay? <laughs> you 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 obviously need to take a lesson in salary cap management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, as much money as Jerry spends, it, it's not about his money. It's about the Cowboys' money. And that's yeah. what you got to keep an eye on when you're paying a quarterback uh, who's going to average $40 million a year against the cap. So are you, if you don't sign him to a contract extension, he plays on the tag this year, now you go into next year's offseason, do you let him walk or do you tag him again? And at you, what would be no, I don't 20% think so. more? 20% more of 10? Yeah. Or basically 11, so you, right? Yeah. So that doubles? So that basically... Well, it's twenty uh, be around that fourteen million dollar right, range exactly. for um, for another year, right? And so it depends on how you structure the contract, right? You can make it look good for the agent to say four years, fifty six million, but it really isn't four years, fifty six million when you look at the uh, at, at at when you look at the inside of the contract. But that, that gets back to the priority during this draft. Was on on that offensive staff, right? Was to get a tight end, and they wound up not being able to get one in the top three rounds. And so now we'll see if Jake Ferguson becomes that tight end that you can depend on. Isn't that, that where they got Schultz? That's fourth it, round. That's exactly right. And um, found Witten in the third third round. Um, James Hanna was what a sixth rounder, you know, and he put in a good number of years David, here. We David went the receiver was a first rounder. Uh, yeah, um, um, San Diego State. Yeah, uh, Escobar, Gavin Escobar was second. a second rounder. So you can miss on those guys. The best deal was Plan B free agent. 
Yep, Jay Novacek. Some guy named Jay Novacek. Yeah, right? Rob Awalt the same time in Plan B free agency. They took Rob their, their, Awalt. Uh-huh. Wow, they, you came up, boy, that's a good name. And then he got hurt, right? And they were they thought they had their two tight ends and mm-hmm. really only it. had one, which gave Alfredo Roberts an opportunity to be that second tight end, if I remember correctly. Yep. So, so anyway, uh, you know, it's – you only have a certain number of draft picks, and um, you know as much as it might have been a priority to get one of those, because this was a good year for tight ends in the draft. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen Jeremy Ruckert, Ohio State. He went late third round to the Jets. Um, you know, once you got past your first three picks, and you know there was talk that the Cowboys might package a couple of those fifths and move up uh, and back into the third round. Uh, and that's, but this is the reason why, because you of the contract status of Dalton, Dalton Schultz, and right. He's about to become. Is he? Is he a tight end who uh, you can who can command the same kind of uh, contract as the top tight ends in the league? You know, is he a difference maker like that? And even after some of those top tight ends uh, went off the board, uh, you mentioned Ruckert. Uh, he was thirty seventh pick in the third round. Uh, they kind of like that Cade Otten guy, mm-hmm. and he was the first pick of the of the fourth round at right. Tampa Bay, and so and which caused Will McClay to pound his fist on the table, I think, in frustration. It's <laughs> like, darn it! Right. So there's a couple that you could have, you would have had to have traded up into the third round, and the price to pay for that would have been probably your fourth and two fifths to get that high. Yeah, that was a long way to go. And even if you moved up a little bit, it would have cost you Damone Clark, probably. Yeah, depending on the how fifth you... round, the fifth which fifth round you you could you know somebody would take, right? And let's just assume, let let's assume it would be your your first two fifth round picks. Well, you took Matt Willetsko with the first of those, right? And you took Deron Bland, the cornerback from Fresno State, with the second of those. Yeah. So, so would you be willing to give up Jake Ferguson, a tight end, Matt Waleska, a tackle, and Deron Bland, a cornerback, to get Kate, Kate Otten or Jeremy Ruckert? That's a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what you're looking at, though. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so anyway, the development of those tight ends uh, is going to be a key thing going forward. All right. When we come back here, here's what I would like to to get into a little bit. Let's look at the NFC East a little bit. I was talking with a friend in Philadelphia today. A friend. And he is convinced that the Philadelphia Eagles, this is the year for the Eagles, and that they are going to rule the NFC East. Let's explore that when we come back here on Mix Shots. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf, The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then... Let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and find the perfect SLR lens for you. See more, do more, SLR. All right, Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, our last segment of this week's edition of uh, Mix Shots. As we get you set for a, another day of reporting tomorrow, you'll be seeing all the reports after the practice is over of what happened out on the practice field because rules are rules, right, Mickey? That's There's right, no absolutely. reporting while things are going on. No, no texting while the practice no is going on. texting or tweeting That's right. when <laughs> things are going on. Uh, so... Here it is. We're in the month of June now. Training camp is going to start next month. Okay. The season will be here before you know it. My question to both of you, gentlemen, who's the team to beat in the NFC East? I'll defer to uh, the representative in New Orleans right now. Who played for the New York Giants as well as the Dallas Cowboys. I would have to say, guys, when you look at last year, with all the talent that we had, that allowed us to take over the NFC East. And I don't care how many draft choices you have. I don't care how promising your quarterback might look in Philadelphia. I don't care what they do with Jones in New York. Now, the only, the only, I, I know this, the, the Cowboys, even with their losses at wide receiver, with Marley Cooper being gone, and with, even with our offensive line being the way it was, we were still able to, to dominate the NFC East last year. Nothing has changed as far as I'm concerned. They may have closed the gap as far as the other teams in the NFC East, but to me, the Dallas Cowboys still have the veteran talent enough to go on and continue to win the NFC. It's still going to be, to me, one of the weaker divisions in the league. I still believe that, unfortunately. But the Cowboys are still the class of this division. So I know they lost some talent from last year. I get it. But here are the scores in the NFC East last year for the Cowboys. They beat Philadelphia 41-21. They beat the Giants 44-20. They beat Washington 27-20, the closest of all. 21-6 over the Giants the second time. 56-14 over Washington. And 51-26 over Philadelphia. So did Philadelphia close the gap that much? They have not. I don't think so. And they will not. Here's Do the any other- of those scores carry over? <laughs> you get can, right, we, can we get? Is it like wrestling? You get riding time for dominating. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that would be nice. It's like soccer, the aggregate. Yes. Uh-huh. So here, here's the other thing. I I saw this stat come up, so I figured it out. Quarterback ratings uh, over the last at least the last 35 games, and you had to throw at least 800 passes. Aaron Rodgers leads, no shock there, 109.2. Kirk Cousins is next at 105. Uh, Wilson, 105. Mahomes, 103.7. Tannehill, 102. And Dak Prescott is sixth uh, at 101.6. Any of those quarterbacks ahead of them in the NFC East, by the way? Nope. Jalen Hurts, do you have him on the list? Do you have to throw enough passes? I didn't. You're t- I, I that, know that's that since when? Over at least 35 games. Okay, so he, he, he probably hasn't played that much. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so, to me, if you're looking at this, who's got the best quarterback in the NFC East? I, I think it's hands down. It's the Cowboys. Do you, do you really trust Jalen Hurts yet? I don't know. Do they? They, they? they seem to think they do. All right. They keep telling everyone that they do. And as much as I do like Jalen Hurts, I think I like him a little bit more than you guys, I still don't think it's enough to be able to, to beat the Cowboys. Yes, I think he has improved as a quarterback, but I don't think he's improved that much to where they're ready to take over the, the division. I, I don't see that. Here's the Jalen Hurts stats from last year. Okay, He was 8-7 and seven as a starting quarterback, 15 starts. 
He completed 61% of his passes for 3,144 yards, nine interceptions, and 16 touchdowns. You got Dak's stats there? Uh, from last year. I've got them here if you don't. No, I do, right here. So Dak Prescott was uh, 410 of 596, so 68.8%, mm-hmm. 4,449 yards, 37 touchdowns and 10 interceptions with a 104.2 quarterback rating. And so, and so that was 37 touchdowns, 10 picks, and Hertz was 16 touchdowns, 9 picks. The, here's what Everson is getting at. What he probably likes about Hertz's game, too, though, is Hertz ran for 784 yards and 10 touchdowns. You like that part of it, don't you, Everson? Uh, yeah, and that's it. It's the whole body of work, Bill. I'm glad you brought that and up. And he probably that's led them in rushing, though. A, yes, by 30 yards over Miles Sanders. Mm. And that, you know, that 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 just goes to to the you know, it's just a testament to the kind of heart that he has. Well, but, it's going to be a testament to the percentages catching up with him. Now, I'm yeah, the percentage is your heart can get you hurt. <laughs> you know, if you, if you run too much, if you run too much, then you're going to have those those. Instances to where you you could possibly be out for the game, out for your career. We saw what happened to Dak Prescott uh, back in, I guess that was 2020. So when you start talking about running too much in the NFL, you don't want a quarterback. Lamar Jackson, to me, is an exception. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, is trying to be that, uh, but his passing uh, his, his passing production is not. It can't compare to Lamar Jackson's, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in any means by any means, but he's good for what Philadelphia is doing. That's why they like him so much. They don't want him to carry the team. They want him to be a compliment to their defense. And at this point, that's what got them into the playoffs. He was just a compliment to their defense. Not, he's not going to be that quarterback that we like a Dak Prescott. He's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be any of those guys, Russell Wilson. He's not trying to be. But they want to, They want him to be the kind of quarterback that Philadelphia needs to complement their defense, and that's not going to get you many passing yards. But it, it did get them once again into the wild card. Okay, let's. Uh, how about this part of it? Compare the Cowboys' uh, weapons on offense with the Eagles' weapons on offense. With the Eagles acquiring AJ Brown uh, on draft day with their trade with the Tennessee Titans. They've got Devontae Smith, who, of course, was a first-round pick last year. They also picked up Zach Paschal, who was with the Colts, picked him up in free agency. Uh, The former first-round pick, Jalen Rager, who has not performed well in his time. Greg Ward's still around there. They're tied in. They've got Dallas Goddard. They drafted in the sixth round Grant Calcaterra out of SMU. And, of course, their running backs, you got Miles Sanders, along with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. Or do you like those weapons around Hurts, or do you like what the Cowboys have? Well, I don't care what you have around the quarterback. The quarterback's still got to perform. Otherwise, those guys don't get to excel, right? And, yeah, and our, our quarterback performed. <laughs> the Cowboys quarterback, he performed. This guy knows how to get it to his receivers when they're open, and sometimes even when they're not open. But when you start looking at guys like Brown, I mean, when you, draft, when you trade for a guy like Brown – you know he's that that uh, Devo Samuels type of guy. You know he's gonna uh, make he's gonna have a good runs after the catch, yards after the catch, and they're gonna be short throws to him and let him make his way down the field as best he can. Uh, when you're talking about that kind of physicality, you know he's he's kind of making up for the the Heisman pick that they had. What, what's the young man's name? The other wide receiver, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. I mean, come on, man. This guy, this little bitty guy. You know he's not going to be he's not going to have many yaks when you're throwing short passes. You got to catch him down the field. Brown can keep the chains moving for the Philadelphia Eagles, and that is what they're looking at. He is to me like it, throwing the ball to him would be like Jalen Hurts pitching to a great running back. You understand? That's what it's like. They're going to throw short to him, and they're going to see how many yards how, how he can move the chains. So that, that was a strategic signing for them because, to me, I think he gives them a little bit more physicality from the wide receiver position for a team that wants to be physical. So I got reminded of this 
yesterday. The Cowboys banking on CeeDee Lamb being the number one receiver. And on and you probably can find this. It was on NFL.com. Uh, Bucky Brooks wrote about C.D. Lamb breaking out to be, I believe the quote was, one of the top five receivers in the league because he's going to get the opportunity. They had a nine-minute highlight film of C.D.'s catches from last year. And when you put those all together and you sit in there questioning if he can be a number one receiver, I was like, oh, my. If he gets more opportunities, I mean, there were some spectacular plays in nine-minute video. Uh, and, and it just kind of reminded me uh, how explosive he was last year. If you, if you look at uh, the catches he made, the runs after catches he made, and some of them how wide open he was in the game behind the defense. So maybe that's what gave the Cowboys the confidence to say, okay, to, for salary cap purposes, we can move on from Amari Cooper uh, because we've got a potential number one receiver playing for us that we're going to invest money in. The difference between that to me, Spags, is, okay, you got a highlight reel. That's great. But, you know, you got low-light reels you can make. Well, he's got to cut out the drops. <laughs> I, I see, get it. I know where you're point. going. Yeah. And, and, and trust me, I, I love some CDs, and I'm hoping that he turns out to be that guy. But that low-light reel is going to be where he disappeared, where we couldn't find him, where he was nowhere, where he couldn't get off the jam, you know, to where we needed him to be open quickly because that rush was coming, that four-man rush was coming, because, once again, we needed what bag and offensive guard, okay? So that's what, that's what we had to deal with last year. The, the highlight reel is great. It's when we needed him and he wasn't there. Those are the times that where you say, okay, that could have been greatness, but where was he? You know, and that, that's what I'm looking at when, when, when we start to falter down the stretch. You know, when the, when the pressure started to get to us up front, you know, we needed him to get off of that DB who was on the line of scrimmage, scrimmage jamming him because that was the M.O. In, uh, for teams to beat us uh, in our passing game. We're going to jam the outside receivers. And even if you're playing nickel or dime, they're jamming the slot receivers as well, which is where sometimes we would line up C.D. Lamb. I still like him being in the slot uh, prominently, uh, but he's got to be stronger. I'm hoping he's in that weight room this offseason. He's got to be stronger, and he's got to learn some moves off the line. If y'all recall, they had the, uh, uh, when they had the show last year, uh, Hard Knocks, Amari Cooper was trying to show him different ways to come off the line of scrimmage. I hope he was listening because he gave us some good tips. You try to attack somebody head on, it don't work with these DBs. You have to attack them from angles, especially when they're jamming you like that. And I'm hoping CD was listening. Because if you do it like that, you give yourself a chance to get off the jam as opposed to getting locked down. Well, he says he put on 10 pounds of muscle. For whatever that means. That's Although when, when I checked no, his weight... Thing. When I checked his weight from, from what's on the thing now to last year, is about the same. <laughs> so maybe he got rid of some fat, which he didn't have. There you go. An ounce wait, 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 of, he lost that? ten pounds what's of that? yeah. Lost ten and pounds put on of muscle. Fat. Yeah. He may, maybe he got more humble. Maybe he lost. His Actually, you know what? Though when I when I looked at him, he for and maybe it's because we haven't been able to do interviews standing next to anybody. Right, we've always been five, six, eight feet away. When I was standing next to him in the locker room uh, this past week, it was like he looks bigger, and and, and and he's pretty cute, right? He goes, "Well, I did grow a half an inch." <laughs> so he grew a half an inch, and Everson, you said you shrunk you a half. You shrunk inch? a half I an inch. A, yeah, no, no, he tiptoed a half an inch. That's what he did. Got he up at his tiptoes when they measured him. I know that trick. You got to stretch that neck, man. <laughs> okay, so then, Mickey, uh, as you go out to watch practice on Thursday, what are you watching for? Well, uh, I'm going to again uh, watch how they're using Tyler Smith. Uh, is he the uh, backup 
still the second team guard behind Connor McGovern, and is he going to uh, play some at left tackle? Because even though uh, Tyron Smith uh, did not practice last week, uh, it sounds like he's going to be out there again, uh, a return this week to practice. But how much does he need to do in OTAs, right? So I'm thinking maybe they take a look at Tyler Smith some snaps at left tackle. Uh, so I'll keep an eye on that. Um, Let me ask you a question, Stan. Uh-huh. Because this is kind of the, 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 the elephant in the room. Do you think he's going to be ready? Tyler do Smith. Can, do you think Tyler Smith can last the whole season? Tyler or Tyron? Tyron. I'm sorry. Tyron? Tyron Smith, yes. Hey, yes. I'll take 13 games of him over 17 of anybody else you want to put over there. Can we get 13? Yeah. <laughs> he always seems to just miss three or four. Like somewhere in November, a yeah. couple of games. I'll and take – right take... you got you in at least kind of what you, you were talking about, I think we need to, to have a play count for him all season long. I don't. I don't care how good he looks. I hope we have the luxury to have a play count for him, because, like you said, Bill, come as the season goes on, it seems to weigh on him a lot physically, and that's when those injuries start to pile up with him. You know, so you know that's interesting because you see that with with defensive linemen, uh, they rotate in defensive linemen. You don't see it as uh, very often at all with offensive linemen where you'll rotate in. Although there are some teams who who do that with uh, maybe with a veteran player or with a younger player too where they'll rotate in for one series uh, a backup right tackle or something like that. Uh, it's a, obviously a tough thing to do with a veteran future Hall of Famer like Tyron it Smith is. unless Tyron wants to do it. You know? and, and, yeah. and there's something to be said on the offensive line for continuity. Uh, so speaking of the offensive line, I also want to keep an eye on over these next couple of weeks, like who's the backup center, by the way? You know, Farniok. Okay. <laughs> That's what they were saying at the draft. They love Matt Farniok. No, they said he was here every day. Oh, okay. I took that as they loved him. <laughs> there's, there's a difference between being uh, here and being like, ready. Yeah, that's right? right, because ever since I show up every day, that doesn't mean Mickey loves me. I, I just show All up right. every day. Yeah. You got the pessimism of Fags and the optimism of Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are some kind of pair, boy. Uh, you know, do they give Connor McGovern an opportunity back at center? That he did like five or six years ago at Penn State, but that's did, what, how did, he, did we didn't we try him in training camp at the center? They really didn't give him an opportunity. They gave Connor Williams the opportunity. They gave Connor Williams. They were hoping for a double there, and they got a little greedy. If, but if McGovern's going to play center, then who plays tight end? <laughs> <laughs> or fullback, right? That's right. So hopefully you've covered tight end and they free him up to maybe be the backup center. Backup center guard, you gotta have one, right? Yeah. yeah that's where you have that's where you have to have continuity is at the center position. You're talking about someone with his hands on the ball. That's that's even more delicate than you're talking about your your blind side tackle. So I'm gonna keep an eye on that. And also uh I'm going to continue to keep an eye on the safety position with our man Marquise. And the guy that I, I think everybody shouldn't uh, forget about is uh, Coyle. Tyler Coyle. Rookie for agent last year, impressed him in training camp and in preseason games, and he's back. And let's, let's see if what he, what he can do. Because uh, I, I was impressed with him last year. I, I thought he... You know, he had enough. He had enough to get on some special teams. I think he only played, like, maybe a couple games. Um, I can look that up real quick. Hey, guys, we got to go. The doctor's waiting on us. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> this is how I keep you guys on schedule. And and Tyler Coyle did play two games two last games. year, had two tackles. Yeah. Okay, uh, I hope the doctor's not too intrusive with you there, Everson. <laughs> and I hope they don't find I'm, anything. I'm about, like... to, I'm about to pull my pants down right uh, now. Okay, we'll, we'll leave that. I'm glad we're not Zooming. Um, all right, <laughs> then we'll chat at you next week. And Emerson. we'll let you know when we're going to do this.
All right, I'll be ready either way. Okay. okay. All right. And that we're out of time on this edition of uh, Mix Shots. You have a parting shot, Mickey? I wish I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since you just kind of caught me off guard here. I'm going to keep an eye on Dak Prescott. How's that? There you go. He looked good last week. Yes, he did. Keep on keeping on. All right. That does it for Mixed Shots for this week. We'll have a full report next week on another week of OTAs here at the Star in Frisco. Oh, and forever. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?